Welcome to episode 52. Again. Again. Three, Three, two, two, one. one. Again. And again. (laughs) And clap. How was everyone doing this fine? Was it Thursday night now? For for those who got just a little... Oh my gosh! For those who of who have caught just that little intro, possibly that you're seeing, man. So, if you guys haven't noticed, we this is the second time of us recording this episode. I done screwed up. <laughs> nah, it's, it's it happens. What happens, man? Is electronics they tend to fuck up. So, yeah, we we actually did this whole episode. I think Monday. Monday, yeah. Had, yeah, we had all these news and notes. We had all these things planned out, right? And then you know, just you know, just stuff took a shit like it usually does. And then, so we had to redo this episode, but, you know, granted our bo- both of our busy work schedules and just life in general, uh, we couldn't record until today. Today is, of course, Thursday, July, yep. July 15th, literally a day before my guy here goes on a long-awaited vacay. Yep, yep. Right? So we are trying to possibly gear through this, man, but golly, do we have a lot to talk about today? Because not only are we, is this only going to, not only is this going to be episode 52, the last episode of the season, but is also the, uh, the fine, the finale, the awesome finale that is Loki uh, season one, episode six recap, uh, not really recap, but more so now analysis because good gosh, we have a lot to talk about, man. Uh, we got so much to get to, bro. Oh gosh, dude, like there's, the, everything just opened up, but uh, let's just say that for when we get down to the meat and bone, before we get to the meme tales of it, guys, just going up straight up, just we got to start off, kick off the bat. That's, we have to really, one, my guy's stressed for time. Uh, we're all stressed for time, and we're going to try to cut this in, hopefully under two hours, two hours or so. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. So Jerry's going to get through some news and notes real quick, um, just to kind of let you let the lay of the land. Um, we had a whole script where we were going to do. We're yeah. pick and choosing. There's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that's kind of like it's not quite time sensitive. And JR is going to take the next couple of weeks. He's going to take a, a much needed break as well because the dude's been sunburned more, not just on the skin, but just the whole body. So yeah. he's going to be, he, he's, he's told us he's got about three excellent scripts right here in the old noggin. And we all know JR is the, the, the killer writer in this group. So guys, we're going to hit, we're going to hit season two in August, right out of the mm-hmm. gates. We promise you stuff. I think we can let the cat out of the bag on this. We're going to give you some time to go a little Disney plus on it. Okay. And this is going to tie in to uh, a little bit of our Marvel notes here yep. is we're going to do black widow recap in season one in season two, like yep. in the first two episodes. Yeah. Easily. Because bro, I'm, I'm going to throw this in here real quick and then I'm going to let you get to PlayStation. Deserve. Kevin Feige, bro. Well done. My friend. 90 million dollars United States opening weekend, 80 million dollars internationally, 60 million dollars on Disney Plus in unique purchases. When I say that, this is not, uh, you know, oh, they made 60 million dollars because they brought some new subscribers to Disney Plus. These are people hitting click 29.99, bro. I want to watch Black Widow for the for a million times for the next three months. Yeah. 60 million dollars in unique purchases Crazy. kevin feige disney well judged my friends so Man, that, is, uh, that is a well-oiled machine over at disney right now yeah, yeah. so hey celebration is only as good as what is the next as your next turnout so good job on black widow scar joe florence Pugh, Pugh, excellent 
uh, everyone just did a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, my hat's off to everybody involved with that project, but let's get right back into it. We're going to do a little news and notes on PlayStation and mm-hmm. The Witcher, and then we're going yeah. to get into Loki. Absolutely, guys. So, like my cohort said before, just, said just recently, just recently, just now. Uh, so, PlayStation did have an event in the last uh, about right now, I guess, week and a half now. So, they did do their, they finally did do their weekly or monthly PlayStation uh, State of Play event live stream, and basically, it's just a bunch of games going to put out. <clears throat> and this current live stream had a bunch of games like that's coming to the system. And a lot of games excited for stuff like um, Tribes of Midgard, Jet, Far Short, Moss, Book 2, Demon Slayer. Yes, the anime is finally having its own video game. It was inevitable. It's going to happen. But my specific standouts for the whole thing was one, Sifu. For those who know Sifu, it's the game players of it, dude. Old school martial arts action game where it's, you know, it's full-on action combat. I love it. And they did, they are going to, they were originally supposed to release sometime this year, but inevitably it sounded like they got pushed back, which is good, honestly, at this point in the wake of Cyberpunk 2077. It's good to get pushed back and, you know, get that little bit more loving and before we it comes out to the masses, guys. Another game, uh, one actually, the key, the key point for the whole event was actually Deathloop. Deathloop, of course, is the is the live, uh, not live action, but more so that first-person shooter uh, kind of Dead, dead, not Dead Souls. Uh, yeah, I guess they, I guess you could say that it's um Dark Souls s type of game where if you die, you have to restart over again. And it had it was basically a gameplay walkthrough of an ongoing series uh, that they have been doing for the more recent uh, since the development cycle came in. Again, uh, it looks like a great game. I'm definitely interested into it. It's made from Arcane Leon. Uh, Bethesda Studios, of course, is publishing it. They recently just got published. For those remember, for those who remember this, they got published, they got bought out by by Microsoft. And actually, even though this is technically a, a it was supposed to be exclusive for PS5 and Sony, it's inevitably gonna go to Xbox because I mean they, they bought it, so it's gonna time exclusive right now. It's gonna be releasing this September 14th in 2020. And actually, my game of show for me is the Jets, the Death Standing uh, Director's Cut. It's funny. I say this because uh, Kevin and I, we had this huge uh, thing about the terminology of director's cut. I kind of, I kind of hope that I would stay in there, but you know, we got to keep on going guys. Director's cut has a bunch of new features. We will talk about it again. I, I guarantee eventually. it'll come up again. Yeah. yeah eventually. Because they're going to constantly, it looks like someone's going to do the director's cut thing. That looks like a shtick that they're going to continue with. So uh, it's going to happen. But yeah, uh, Death Stranding has upgraded graphics. You know, the 4K 16 per second looks like has better animations. All these other tidbits, right? All these other gadgets that, that are going on to this director's cut. That's going to release this September 24th. Now, I was going to talk about Cyberpunk 2077 and how it <laughs> Not released back on and all that stuff. I ranted for a good 15 minutes, the original one. I'm going to stop that <laughs> because uh, during this time too, uh, CD Projekt Red, I did a um, did a Witcher event where they also released, of course, you know, they said some stuff about The Witcher, the video game, as well as the Netflix series, which is actually personally one of the greatest for me, one of the great shows that's going on right now on Netflix. So Witcher season two was officially aired or was dropped during that Witcher event that CD Projekt Red did. And 
Oh, good God. That trailer was amazing, man. Uh, Witcher 2 Season 2, the Witcher Season 2 official trailer came out. It stars Henry Cavill, Freya Allen, Anya Schaller. Anya Chalaretti, Joe Bate, releases December 17th on Netflix, guys. I'm pretty sure we're going to go more in-depth with this. I definitely want to go more in-depth with just the with just this series particular. And again, for those of us that are fans, the the series is actually going to take place. Uh, this is actually going to be referencing the books more than the video game. So that's going to be interesting to see, especially how the books were kind of layered into. But uh, good. I actually, you want anything in, my dude? No, and I do. I know a lot of people have asked about that. Maybe we'll do a Witcher. I actually have personally have not seen season one. I, I've heard good things about it, and it gives one of those properties I didn't know anything about. And so I, when people started talking about it, it, it just didn't grab enough of my attention to go like, oh, okay, I'll go watch that. I like Henry Cavill. Um, I've seen. I actually have seen a um, parts of an episode, yeah. and um, my wife is really into it. I probably will watch it eventually and and get into it but um it just it just didn't hit me at the time and i think my wife kind of stumbled upon it um but uh no i I think i'll eventually get into it It just it's one of those things i don't hate it but i I didn't it didn't grab me but maybe we'll do something as we get closer to season two maybe we'll do like a watch along or something like that or so it's definitely one of those things i will say the the directors or the showrunner is really trying her best to make you think about each and every episode. So it's not one of those things where you got to binge watch. You, if you want to binge watch, you can do that. But it feels like for me, it's, it's probably a multiple take. You got to watch it multiple times type of thing. Yeah. So again, I say that for everybody. If it's not for you, it's not for you, man. I got to say though, the action scenes are ama- are amazing. Again, that releases this, this December 17th on Netflix, man. So with all that out of the way, we're going the meats and bones of the episode or of this particular episode and that is the season finale of loki now mind you what jr said right there the season finale not the series finale wink it's a little foreshadowing Mm -hmm. if you're we're gonna do is we're still gonna stay watch along style maybe not tit for tat but if you're keeping track at home loaded up to the marvel studios uh right after the previously on uh recap we're going to start at the logo and JR, though we're not going to play the audio, the logo came into play. Mm. The logo was a huge part of it. We're watching the Marvel logo. Now, if you're listening to it at home and, you're lo- and, you're, and, and, and as you're watching, you're hearing a lot of callbacks, some old uh, audio clips. I personally picked out Peter Quill, uh, Black mm. Widow, um, Captain Marvel, of yeah. course, T'Challa with his Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff. Um, um, even uh, Robert Downey Jr. Though we yeah. have a Hulk, um, yeah. even the music too. The the music was literally the uh, the um, the the song that was played when Steve Rogers went back to see Peggy yes. Carter in during Endgame. So that, that even song, that was a call that great too. song. Yeah, dude. That, that like but, I just yeah just that just having that song particularly kind of help you flow into right. I know for me particularly, like I thought of Endgame and I thought about those emotions I had, dude. Yeah, like the it end did of kind of like oh. I know. So like, oh, you guys really pulling the pull string on the heart strings. Unique moment here. So yes. we're coming back. We're floating in space. And there's very Jack Kirby-esque, very mm-hmm. colorful. The 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 mirror dimension, some yeah. so the dark dimension, the quantum realm, a lot of just oh, again, a lot of very Doctor Strange Jack Kirby uh kind of vibes coming from this opening sequence as we're we're kind of going through space. You hear Nelson Mandela talk about uh, the peace. You hear 
Neil Armstrong talk about one step, one small step for man. Um, uh, uh, what's the young lady's name? The um, oh Norwegian, yeah, Greta Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg, yeah. Uh, and her uh, her speech at NATO or something like that. Um, yeah. Or the the UN General Assembly. Yeah. All these great moments over the last century, and we're boom, big bang event takes place, an explosion of a universe. Yep. And it and the 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 what's the word I'm looking for here the um what's the word I'm looking for the the feel the the the, the artistic expression of this yeah. is this big bang exploding is the Marvel Cinematic Universe or mm-hmm. uh, uh, Marvel the the MCU's Earth six one six I know we know it is actually it's technically Earth uh one hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine yeah. Um, but this Big Bang universe, and it and it continues to go out. The camera continues to pan out as we see. Ta-da! If you're watching at home, a second universe right on top of the previous one. Again, wink, foreshadowing, and we dive headfirst, Jr. into this new universe. And where does it take us? Into the quote sacred timeline, and then ta-da! We see middle of what was the what was the smoke dragon's name or the, the smoke sponsor's uh, yeah. name yeah or something like that yeah anyway, about oh this. oh something yeah yeah anyways the, the the basically the uh, orion the, whatever uh, it was yeah so yeah, we he's... see it and we see this floating rock so mm-hmm. jr where are we is the loki universe already its own multiverse has a second universe already been created in this mcu timeline um and has loki and sylvie and all of these goings on of the last six weeks been taking place outside of the marvel cinematic universe we don't know from the get-go from the title sequence jr all mm-hmm. effing bets are off on this episode <laughs> holy crap yeah, I mean, like, just to kind of, kind of, kind of harken back to the to that opening thing, where like you had, um, you had two black holes, because this is supposed to like, uh, for for you, for my science nerds out there, right? Supposedly, you know, one of the one of the ends of the universe was that two black holes, two super colossal black holes, will diverge into each other and eat everything in the universe, right? Oliath. I knew I'd find it. Oliath. Oliath. There you go. Sorry. And so from that. Uh, from that there was enough heat from those two black holes to then create the universe and just this whole thing particularly just uh, everything going from the past into our current future to further into the future and seeing yeah seeing where the end of time is quote unquote right and how that spherical dome around them man just how it felt very much like it looked very much I thought to me it looked like a black hole like there is, they're in the yeah. heart of like a super black hole or something like that, which would make sense to me, uh, in in my naive thinking of science and all that. That that would make sense to me. Where like the end of time is actually a black hole or type of thing, and what, what, that's where you find the man, <laughs> which we will talk about later. And overall, man, I have to freaking say, even though I've said this many many times before, specifically with episode three, I think episode three or four, the money, the budget. Where Sorry, Miss Bennett to? just came up on the screen and just scared the crap out of me again. I knew it was coming. Oh, <laughs> Bennett. Yeah. Uh, the budget, dude. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hey, real quick, because you 
and I'm not being token white guy picking on the Asian here, but you understand a lot, not just from your Filipino culture, but yeah. you really have been my go-to from understanding Asian culture. One of the things that's been pointed out to multiple people for uh, covering this episode as Miss Minute is on the screen explaining um, an offer from um, the he who remains he who remains hint he pronouns pal um, the uh, the the set decoration kind of caught me and there are a couple people analyzed this and it really was like oh this makes sense mm-hmm. I believe it's in Japanese culture when uh, pottery or things would break yeah oh yeah you talking was about molded the, together with, with gold. gold yeah this I, whole I, this whole building which by the way at this point we know is the citadel yeah is falling apart again foreshadowing um to he who shall not be named no that's sorry that's Voldemort. um <laughs> but um I was thinking, I'm like, wow, that is kind of, what, what is it? And then some people analyze it. Did you catch that too? And, and am I getting that right? It's Japanese culture, correct? Yeah, it's Japanese culture. It's, um, it's called kins, uh, kintsugi, kintsugi, where basically uh, you try to take what was broken and try to make something better. And in, yeah, Japan, they, uh, in Japan, or Japanese culture, I'll say that, in Japanese culture, they try to make the original that was broken into something much, much better by adding gold to it. And that in, in its essence makes it way more valuable because when you have gold to it. And yeah, during the whole thing of the house, I mean, that was very recognizable to me. The house, the the kingdom or whatever it, is, whatever it was, just nothing but gold streaks along these lines man, of things that were broken. And that really, really was striking to me because I'm like, that w- I've never seen like any mention of that in the MCU until, until that moment, which is mm-hmm. crazy to me. And, and yeah, of course, uh, the thing that uh, that uh, that Kevin himself was talking about that freaked him out was the arrival of Miss Minute, casually, unexpectedly. Yeah, yeah casually, my ass. <laughs> At that very moment, Jr., mm-hmm. I almost forgot about you know who, and and went, she's the villain. <laughs> Miss Minute is the villain, and it would make sense. Yeah. Okay, let's go through the theories. We have had theories that there was a prime Loki, the, a king Loki. Now, of course, there's a lot of there was footage that was seen in the original trailer for, for Loki season one of Loki that uh, in a throne in Odin's throne room. And this was footage that had never been seen, not in Thor, Thor Dark World, Ragnarok had not been seen in Endgame, was not an Infinity War, nothing. This scene had never been seen of Loki in a different costume in Odin's throne room with his staff, uh, essentially the king of it becoming the king. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it's not in this episode. So people Mm -hmm. thought there is a king Loki, a prime Loki. Okay. If anything, we found out in this episode that Loki L1130, the Loki from Loki, is the Loki prime. And Miss Minute actually was trying to put him in in that role. Yeah. Tells him, how would you like to be... You and Sylvie we put yeah. back in the sacred timeline, meaning no, 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 no multiverse. Yeah. You guys get to go right back where you were forever. Yeah. And hey, Loki, you get to kill Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. You get to wield the Infinity Gauntlet. 
and and then Sylvie, you get to go. There's no more, for lack of better right. words, red in your ledger. You get to go yeah. back and, and and be a part of this. And you guys, and it was funny at that moment. Here's a guy who has been for five movies, six movies. About yeah. Part of this series has been all about power, all about obtaining the throne. And and at that very moment, as Miss Minute, when I was thinking she's the villain, is teasing them with the opportunity to get the ultimate power and that is uh not only to be um to wield the infinity gauntlet but to be almost the end of time to be the 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 time lord the timekeeper uh but real quick theories though there was prime loki yep there was okay we thought people thought that that loki at the end at the end of the day was going to be the villain people thought sylvie was going to backstab him there were people that thought that um and there were people that thought that it was Miss Minute. Now, JR, yeah. real quick, let's throw a little levity out there. Yeah. Okay. There was a theory that there was a Loki we hadn't seen yet exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that possibly could have been a variant this entire time mm-hmm. and was the true villain of Loki season one. And that is the Loki from Ragnarok, played by none other than Academy Award winning Matt Damon. That's right. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be mad at it. I, I, that would I, been awesome. It would made no sense. But... Yeah, that would been hilarious, right? To get Matt Damon at, at what I think he's fifty now to play like, yeah, you, you're actually the bad guy. You're actually the villain of everything. If there's a guy that could awesome do it, he could do it. But um, real quick, before we go back into this, hmm. we talked about the writing in in Wandavision. Yeah. Fantastic writing yeah. and directing. The direction of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the storytelling. Maybe it wasn't superior storytelling. We found that in the Emmy Award, though, uh, that it, it, it did not get nominated for Best Drama Series. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it was in some tough competition. Congratulations yes. to Mandalorian for getting nominated. Congratulations to WandaVision for getting nominated for, for uh, yeah. an Emmy um, yeah. and all the actors. And you can go to our our, our Twitter, or sorry, our uh, Instagram page, uh, yep. uh, PS Comics, I love you, to get all the nominations that we listed. Um. But you said so yourself. This, the storytelling still was solid in Falcon and Winter Soldier and good yeah. direction. Everything yeah. was very smooth. This JR might have hit all the right feels. Good direction, good writing, cinematography was crazy. Yeah. You mentioned on multiple occasions set direction. CGI was on par with, yeah. with Avengers. And movies, yeah. Yeah. Could it, this be the best we've seen out of the three series so far? Uh, Division's tough. We call. liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah. but I will say for me particularly, this is probably the weakest in the sense of story when it comes to the characters, right? Personal side story because that's how we that's what we've been getting with the other two series, right? We're getting personal stories, and even though this started out with Loki, it started out that way with 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 a Loki prime or main character, Loki being the inevitably, of course, the main character <clears throat> and his, his journey throughout the whole series, we've come to find out that he is quite honestly, just the vehicle for the story to go through. And that uh, his biggest arc for me, honestly, honestly kind of stopped around, around episode four, because his whole, his whole direction was to help Sylvie from that point. Right, it yeah. was just to help Sylvie, and we see that in combination. 
I will say though, this story in terms of will in terms of world building is the best. Yeah. World building it, it is like it's it's Loki with, with uh, in the entirety of the whole season and everyone else is like a far off second, a, a incredibly far off second. Because the uh, the ramifications, you're gonna hear this a lot during this uh, during this analysis. The ramifications of this freaking series is immense. I cannot state, I cannot overstate that. It's immense. the The art direction, yes, the art direction, the the CGI, uh, the the Star Wars esque feel of it too. When it when you go to other worlds and other planets, um what else too yeah the everything just in the sense of like artistic vision easily easily outclasses the other two what the other two have of course is story in the sense of yeah. like personalized story and just having relate to like world like the world today here's it, the other thing too jr yeah. and i just thought about this mm-hmm. and again foreshadowing wandavision we know now with it's not with its Emmy nomination, it is considered a limited series. It's not coming back. They've they've determined they've it's been determined for them because they wouldn't have been eligible for that award. They would have had to gone for mm-hmm. um, uh, drama like Falcon the Winter Soldier. Now, by the way, for those of you who know how this works, for Wandavision to be eligible for the Emmy, they were nominated for. They could not have a season two. They are they basically Kevin Feige had to say this is it, which makes yeah. sense. Lizzie and Lizzie Olson and, and Paul Bettany can go and do something else maybe yeah. within the Marvel Cinematic Universe in, in a different uh, form, which would be great. I'd love to see Paul Bettany returns the returns of the vision I want somewhere else in, in, in the universe. And same thing with Elizabeth Olson. Yeah. And okay, we've learned too, Catherine Hahn yeah. is coming back. Yeah. When? We don't know. I like it that way. Yeah. Cat uh, uh, Agatha Hartness. Yeah. That's what I she needs love- to do. She needs to be just waiting in the shadows. Yeah. A little mystery goes a long way, man. So, exactly. Absolutely. So, little foreshadowing, or maybe mm-hmm. we just let the cat out of the bag. Okay. Mid credit scene in Loki episode six, season two of Loki's coming uh, coming soon. We are getting a season two. So, like you said, I agree. Character development kind of hit a little uh, a little hiccup. Maybe they they didn't want to give us everything. Yeah. They had to give us everything in Wandavision. Yeah. They had to give us everything in Falcon the Winter Soldier, only because they had already given us a lot with Bucky and and Sam. They'd already given us a lot with with their character development, um, and yeah. they did a fantastic job. And I still memo to Feige. I want a Elijah uh, um, Bradley Bradley I desperately one and a lot. And so I pitched it to a friend of mine who is not a quote doesn't like the 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 woke stuff mm-hmm. and i pitched it to him and he thought he's like wow you're you're you like this idea and i'm like yeah give me an elijah bradley series absolutely i want to see korean war a vet, korean war vet uh who has who has no 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 actually technically no no yeah korean war vet, it was, was korean yeah he was yeah. experimented on be during korea yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. but absolutely. oh absolutely freaking give me uh Heath. red was it red what was it called? What was the series red, called? Black, red, white, and black. Red, red, and black. Absolutely. Yeah. Give me that series any day of the week. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, anyways, to go. So, yeah, I think maybe we haven't quite seen everything with this with these characters. Um, we, we've seen now, and of course, here's the big reveal. We see coming out of the elevator. Uh, we've already seen Ravona Renslayer approached by Miss Minute. There's yep. something going on with Judge, uh, 
Renslayer. Um, but now we see the big reveal. We've teased it. We know that Jonathan Majors, the actor, had signed on to be on Quantumania and Man of the Wasp 3. Uh-huh. But in what role? It's It was hinted he was coming to play Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. And as that elevator opened up, ding, there he is eating an apple. Yeah. Just chilling, bro. Now, I will say, oh my, dude, dude, like, we all I wonder which version. I Here's the thing when you open this can of eggs or this can of worms. Okay, can of eggs. What else is the weird thing? But this can of worms. Who are you getting? Because when you when you uh, when you really talk about multiversal type of stuff, who are you getting? Like, w- will you ever see this quote unquote version of him? I know I'm probably I'm pretty spoiling. I'm pretty much spoiling at this point. But will, will we ever see this version of him ever again? Here, here's what Jr. is talking about. Kang the Conqueror, uh, Nathaniel Richards. Mm. Okay. He's, his prime variant is from the 31st century. Yep. Nathaniel Richards, yes, that Richards, he is an offspring of Reed Richards. Was it like the great great grandchild? Well, it's it's a weird type of thing because Nathaniel Richards technically, Nathaniel Richards is technically his is uh the name is is Reed Richards' father, but then there's an ancestry line that goes all the way to the 31st century where Nathaniel Richards again is here and like it's weird like Nathaniel it's Richards like a Terminator Terminator one kind of situation yeah, it's like Nathaniel Richards who's Reed Richards' father is a time traveler as well. And so this comes back again with the Kane the Conqueror version okay. of Nathaniel Richards. So what Jared was talking about is what version of Kang do we get? Because Nathaniel Richards plays Kang the Conqueror, Iron Ladder, Ramatut, Victor Timely, Scarlet Centurion, Immortus, Immortus uh, yeah. Kang the Conglomerate, and Mr. Griffin. Now, the main variants of Kang the Conqueror, of Nathaniel Richards, are Kang the Conqueror, as you see behind both of us. Um, if you're watching the YouTube version, yep. Immortus, Rama Tut, and um, there was one other one. Actually, it's the what, what was he say? What, what, what do they kept calling him? He King Conqueror or He Who Remains? He Who Remains in the comic books. He Who Remains is a completely separate character. It has nothing to do with Nathaniel Richards. What they've done is they've created an amalgamation. They've yep. given Nathaniel Richards almost another for lack of a better term, head. They've given him another head. So yeah. there is he who, he, oh, sorry, pardon me, he who remains. So Nathaniel Richards, and he hints at it in his monologue yep. that he goes, I'm, I'm, what is it? I'm a king. Yeah. I'm a, I'm conqueror. a conqueror. Some call me a king. Some call me a conqueror. Some call me. And so he hints at um, Kang, mm-hmm. conqueror. Um, King Ramatut, which was a was a an ancient Egyptian king, yeah, king, and then yep. Immortus, which is his um this is older character, over, and very much hinted at in yeah. this version. The, yeah. uh, there's a character has a medallion in the middle, um, doesn't wear th- this costume, and Jr. like he's again if you watch the YouTube channel. So yeah. like Jr. mentioned, going back, who are we getting? And I think what we saw JR here, obviously we know it's a variant. It is not prime Kang. It's not prime Nathaniel. And he never refers to himself as Nathaniel. 
he mm. he only i guess i mean how is he even listed on imdb yeah oh, he i don't just, know he listed as he who remains that's it is he really only because here okay that's so the only thing I, he was really referred to as yeah he remains so basically i um once you go to the credits on uh on the actual episode the second like it takes you out of the credits right and shows you the next episode that's when they show you the the cast right so yeah it was it was a pain in the ass for me to like actually pause it and to see who it was and it, she he's he's listed as he who remains so that's crazy which makes because, sense yeah yeah which fine <clears throat> but going on to just the reveal of him i have to freaking say he stole the fucking show for me absolutely he stole the fucking show for me i thought i was watching hamilton I thought I, was, I thought they'd like just let I thought Kevin Feige was like you know fuck it was, or I forgot the uh, I don't know who the uh, the um, the casting director is, but if they just like went to anyone that had anything to do with Hamilton like all right cool let me get this person and just the charisma the the um it felt like I was watching ah oh, man what is his name dude he is he played uh he Sarah, played by the uh, Seraphin. Shout out to Seraphine. I got to meet her at the, the, the premiere. She is the, the MCU. She's Marvel Studios All of casting director. She does everything. Yeah. Fantastic. By yeah. the way, there is a documentary on casting the universe. It's attached to the Avengers in-game digital uh, show on Disney+. Plus. Highly recommend it. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, so, again, I'm just yeah, before I lose Seraphine. My yeah. yeah, before I lose, oh, Who is the um, Danny Glover? No, Donald Glover. Like, if... Like he just reminds you of an older Donald Glover, the way he carries himself, the way he's going around, and oh my goodness, dude! Like, yeah, he had... does have like a Donald Glover feel to it. Yeah, so I'm saying, like this, this uh, Jonathan Majors man, just like this, this quality of actor coming in, that charisma, and knowing that he's a fucking psychopath, and you can't do nothing about it. You know who he kind of reminded me a little bit of um, is um, the Apple thing. Um, kind of god i'm trying to remember where you remember but with the way his mannerism he's very flamboyant and he's but he's still and he he's you want to like him because he's kind of cool but he's kind of an asshole is if anybody has ever seen kenneth brana's hamlet kenneth brana was the director of the original thor um kenneth brana did a version of hamlet back in like the mid 90s it was a huge all-star cast he directed and starred it and and Jonathan Major's uh, performance very much drew from Kenneth Branagh's uh, Hamlet and how he was just um, and there's a part where he goes he's talking about he goes words 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 and it's just like he went from being serious to kind of fun to like oh god this is freaking annoying Um, and it was just that was kind of Jonathan's performance in this was just like he was being serious. He was being coy. He was being cool. He was being a dick. Um, and yeah. I, 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 he absolutely yeah. stole the show. He fucking stole the show for me. Just and not only that, but just having the paradigm of like you're the dictator, and you're the dictator that's holding back the fucking ties of change, type of thing. Because his character, we all kind of knew going in that it's probably gonna be King the Conqueror or something because just how you know we're we're nerds and we like to fucking seek this shit out. But the way that this played out, everything, and I gotta say, where I, I really don't want to, I don't want to divulge too much or too heavy into Ravonna Renslayer, and of course, inevitably, our guy coming back, uh, Mobius coming back, and like I love him, I love Mobius, man, but like it's, 
uh, for me, the TVA looks like a fool of itself now when you have, you know, Mobius, who's been there for eons, get easily taken down left and right, even though it's by Renslayer, who's fucking awesome in the comics. It's it's, it's kind of like a running joke for me. I want to talk more so of this freaking guy, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. And by the way, we're at the scene, too, where Ravonna Renslayer and, yeah. and Mobius are having their their back and forth. and. Yeah. In the comic books, Ravona Renslayer is the right badass. hand to Kang. And um, she actually plays a character. Um, and yeah. I'll have to look it up. Well, I'll look it up in a, in a, in a moment. Yeah. Um, but She's called, I think, just Ravona. She just called Ravona in the comics, I think. Yeah, but she becomes, oh, the Terminatrix is yeah. what is her supervillain creation. Oh. And we see her... Um, in this scene with Mobius and she's trying to explain to him why I do what I do. We need to keep things in control. And Mobius is like, no, we, everyone needs to have free will. You mentioned earlier, Jared, when we were talking on the phone, you kind of mentioned that Kang is a God. He sees all. And it's funny as he, he eats the apple. Yeah. You're close. He's not God. He's the serpent. Yeah. And I'm starting to think about this because they're talking about free will. And that was the one thing from, from the story of Adam and Eve that, mm-hmm. that, you know, um, the power of free will came, you know, the, yeah. the serpent gave Eve the fruit and said, with the bite of this apple, you can have free will. You can make your own decisions. Um, so I'm wondering if that's what they're kind of going with a little bit too. Uh, the writing is great and stuff like that. Yeah. But we do see real quick, Ravona Renslayer goes through the portal. Where she goes, we don't know. By the way, we were introduced to her prime character um, in the. Um, um, it was a it was a high episode. school. Like that. Yeah. She was a high school principal in yeah. Ohio or, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the um, the character, uh, I'll have to look it up. But anyways. It is a it is a real character. It actually yeah. is one of Ravona's aliases in the comic books, and um, so kind of a, a cool little uh, um, uh, nod to again to the, to the I, comic books. I have to say, I have to say this, man. Like uh, the actress, uh, I, I'm gonna butcher her name, and I apologize. Uh, Gugulethia, all right, Sophia, which is the name to the Guju or Juju Mbathara. Is Fantastic. freaking go- great and gorgeous. I Good oh, absolutely. God, that's my woman crush Wednesday, dude. It's Thursday, but I'm a I'm a I'm a Loki. It go back to Wednesday, and she is my woman crush Wednesday, dude. She is absolutely freaking gorgeous, man. And yeah, in, in I will say, although, yeah, rewatching, I, I I would have to agree with you. Yeah, although I will say that I feel like they really. Uh, they really did have some shortcomings with her character, right? Because she, I feel like she should have super, super happy influences it, right? Because for, and again, you know, I'm just gonna say it out. I'm just gonna say out loud again. They were, they were dealing with, you know, they were dealing with the coronavirus. They were probably dealing with like limited time, and you, that, to me, it felt like everything was rushing, and probably because it was coronavirus. And so, real quick, here's the, hoping the, the, her prime variant, her prime yeah. character, Rebecca Torment, Torment. Okay. Um, who is a real character in the Marvel universe? Yeah. Um, and like I said, is is a uh, uh, Ravona Renslayer's yeah. uh, uh, alter ego in the comic books. She she plays it I think once or twice. The comics, what I read. Um, so kind of a yeah. well done. By the way, another yeah, character. Yeah, 
going back. How cool to, is this? Another what? character created by Stanley, Stan, by Stanley, and Don Heck too. Yeah, like before get out before we get on tangent, like I'm not I'm pretty sure they made like hundreds of characters every single year. So that's that is nothing new. That does not surprise me at all from from Stanley. But yeah, going back to Juju, absolutely, and just going back to the thing, I do feel like yeah, the reason why I was rushed because is was because of that coronavirus was become was because of the the pandemic and everything. So that so that to me feels like why I was so rushed to it. Here's hoping that season two can really develop the characters. Could really develop the um the influences and as well as the the driving forces between why they want to do it because for me, um for um for Ravona's last scene of her saying that after having this whole issue of like wanting to go against Mobius's sense of free will even though she's talking about well it doesn't matter we need it for order, the last line of her the last my her last lines of her saying I'm sorry I'm gonna go search for free will felt like a cop out felt like really rushed to me so here's hoping they really they really nail that in the next season. Going yeah. back to yeah, but uh, but going back to of course freaking uh, Kang or he who he who remains, he I I love this whole diction of like, or this uh, not diction but this whole um, uh, he, he this whole uh, little uh, I guess little this diatribe of these three characters in a room, and immediately Sylvie wants to play the morality game, and he immediately goes. We're all villains here. Everyone has I done a horrible. That. What are you talking about? And I freaking love that because, yeah, everyone here, like for for me who's a D and D fan, I go for the uh, I go for the alignment chart type of thing, right? Came and conquer easily, easily lawful, easily lawful evil. Um, Loki, Prime Loki, is looking like neutral, like lawful, uh, evil, new like. Yeah, like I guess you'd say neutral but evil going on to evil side, right? And then you have you have Sylvie being chaotic evil type of thing. And they're all evil. They're all technically evil characters who have self very, very selfish desires. And it's it's crazy how this guy just breaks everything down. Like I I know exactly what you're gonna do. I know I know everything you're gonna do before you do it. I know everything. That's the reason why, for me, it felt very much like he's the closest thing to God in the MCU. He's the close depiction of God, way, way far above Thanos in every terms of scale. And that's a great thing to see because, man, does that just freaking really power scale the MCU now, dude? That's insane to me. Thoughts? I'm sorry. I'm getting lost in his. In his I'm watching the scene right now, and he, there is a, there's a moment because you came to kill the devil. And he goes, just wait until you meet all my variants. Yeah. And, and so just Jake, Jonathan majors, just yeah, absolutely stole the show. Um, I have to say um, again, mm. going into this show, I had obviously none of us, this right here, I will put this right here though. Some of us saw King the conqueror coming. It was almost like we didn't want to believe it. it's like, oh, they're not going to do it. They're not mm. going to do it because yeah. technically Jonathan Majors, who was only cast to be the villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, they didn't tell us who it was going to be. Mm. As far as I know, they had never announced that Jonathan Majors was going to play Kang the Conqueror. As far as I know, I could be wrong, but there he wasn't going to be in. He wasn't going to be in this. He was going to be in the movie. Yeah. My question is, how did they 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 how did they pull this off? This right here, 
is Luke Skywalker esque uh, 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 coming uh, in from uh, coming from left field from Mandalorian. Yeah, that, I mean, just when they when they opened those doors and I saw him sitting there, just like oh my gosh, like yeah, they man. did it, they pulled it off. Um, but look yeah. at the acting that they have on this show. We went in thinking Tom Hiddleston and um and, and, and Owen else. Wilson. Yeah, done right there. Then yeah. you bring in the, the this young lady, uh, Juju, uh, uh, the lady played Ravona. I apologize yeah. profusely that I can't pronounce her name. Yeah. Great. Um, the uh, the the lady um, play playing Sylvie? playing Sylvie, uh, Sophia DiMartino is yeah. excellent, and and I, I think she's going to start turning some heads and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, just I mean, going down the line here, and the uh, uh, one me Mosaku for who plays Hunter B fifteen, mm-hmm. um, and dare I say, Jr. Our girl. Tara Strong. Oh yeah, Tara Strong. Just, just solid. So yeah. many good. Um, yeah, so there's a really good castle for all man. And just to actually kind of just kind of harking back to the reason why this guy's a freaking big bad. I'm, I'm pretty sure we didn't explain this. This guy comes like we, he talked about. He talks about and uh, uh, freaking <laughs> Kevin has talked about it before, right? And we 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 spoken about it about like you know he's the closest thing to God and the devil on himself, right? And there's a particular line there where he calls about where he talks about dogma of how he how the TVA came to be, right? That there yeah. were multiple wars, blah blah, and all that, and then T- and then the timekeepers came to be, and then they protected everything and they made everything new. And he goes, and he, he, there's a specific line he goes, and this is where the dogma stops. What happened Ooh. between the war, and this is the reason why I got scared of him, is because he started the war. Every version of him. Yeah, it's 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 insane. <clears throat> like, uh, there was a a version of him. There's a variant of him that found out that he can go back in time or can go into other universes, other dimensions, and talk to the variant of himself. And from that point, they you know he he they exchanged notes. They basically exchanged you know type of resources, um, science, uh, all this stuff. And the more he and they and then. The more he got in contact with versions of himself, they made this type of peaceful coalescence of universes. Now, for those who, who for those who know Jonathan Hitman, y'all know where I'm going with this. But then, just going continue on the story, he has found versions of himself that are incredibly evil, incredibly horrible, that that have destroyed universes on them on themselves, and and then the start thus started the inevitable like. Um, What's called the time the the what kind of what was the war called again? Secret Wars. No, oh no no no, no. no. the multiverse multiversal the multiversal war. war. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the multiversal war started because of one freaking guy, Kenny the Conqueror, <laughs> or by he way, who remains. We're by the way, we're at the moment where mm. there's a there's a rumble, mm. and you see Jonathan Majors, the uh, kind of he who remains, kind of. Oh, well, I fibbed. I knew everything up to this point. What do you think is the event that caused the multiverse? Was it them being here or is Ravona out causing some shit? 
Well, because remember, she leaves the TVA. We don't know where she goes. Um, the could she be out? Could she be the one creating a a nexus event? Yeah. Um, causing the multiversal um, to I mean, you know, to expand. I I well. We, uh, to kind of skip over, uh, I'm gonna go back to my point later. But to, to to answer that question specifically, he does say he does state that he's gone through nearly every scenario, everything. He's gone through every scenario, and the only thing that leads onto a proper course of change is you two. He picks he he goes to the two Lokis of Sylvie and Loki. He goes, and the ultimatum that gives him is either like, okay, I know you're here to kill me, but what what about you run everything? And he talks about and he talks about the um the being you know he who he who remains and he who is basically gonna write out time throughout all eternity or whatever have you that it's an it's a young man's game it's a young person's game um he that he is old he's been doing it for a very 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 long time and it's a young person's game and he, and that inevitably you should do it <clears throat> now going back to uh, the multiversal war and how it and how it um, kind of co and how it really harkens back to John Hickman, Jonathan Hickman's run, right? And it's funny that Nathaniel Reed is the one to do this, right? Uh, for those who read John Hickman and who those who've read his Fantastic Four run or for basically any Fantastic Four, Reed Richards is the smartest man in the universe. Reed Richards, of course, is Mister Fantastic, the father, the father figure in Fantastic Four. And that he is basically the smartest man. The references from this particular, uh, from this particular case where you had all the King the Conquerors and Nathaniel, or Nathaniel Reeds come together from a universe and just basically, you know, talk and have a council, that actually came from, I'm pretty sure, came from came from um, John Hickman and his run, either John Hickman, Hickman, somebody else, where all the Reed Richards in the in every universe came together to kind of just. Uh, kind of just do the exact same thing. They would give each other, you know, feedback and notes and everything like that, and they would have a council of Reed Richards, and how the multiverse or how universe will then kind of, kind of preside over. Going back in now, going back now, seeing that uh, input and going into what we see now with Nathaniel Reed or, or King the Conqueror, he remains. Giving this ultimatum to both Lokis, saying that, saying that you two can kill me if you want to, because at this point, I have no clue what's happening. Totally being honest with you, everything's on cards on the table. I have no clue what happens from here. But what I do know is that if you kill me, everything, all there will be eviler versions, horrific versions of me. That will scare the living shit out of you. And I will be back here. This whole thing, this whole concept of like uh, predestiny, right? And, 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 uh, predestiny and, pred uh, yeah, yeah, predestiny and free will is a great freaking, like, I never knew that this would actually be in this type of show. Yeah. Even though they talked about it before about, you know, never being, you know, of uh, breaking the chains of your destiny and all stuff like that, just breaking the chains of your, your past. But then the same fucking time, the closest thing to God that's in the MCU is saying that, well, no, no, you're predestined anyway. It's a crazy concept to see. And yeah, over. You got anything? Oh, I was just saying, we're, we, I'm seeing the, the fight scene right now. So the episode's oh. kind of coming, it's starting to wind down. I mean, we don't have to go blow for blow um, mm -hmm. in this. Um, we do see 
uh, Ravona, or, or sorry, Sylvie, look like she's going to blow the fatal strike to um, Loki. to He Who Remains. Um, and um, Loki magically puts himself, literally, mm-hmm. um, in front of Sylvie to stop him, uh, to stop her from, from killing He Who Remains. Um, and here shortly we see what we thought uh, we knew is inevitable, and yeah. that was the kissing yeah. uh, between Loki and Sylvie. Yeah. Um, I will say this: um, I think was kind of interesting, and I can't remember the, where, where the moment wasn't in this, but they kind of mentioned, and maybe it was with when Miss Minute talked about giving Loki what he wants, putting himself back into the sacred timeline, and giving, and, and then telling Sylvie that she didn't have to run anymore. Was it kind of hinted that? Loki would take him take his place as, like we mentioned, the prime Loki. Yeah, and that Sylvie would return to the timeline, but they didn't say that Sylvie would return as, as a Loki. No, so, are we hinting at that with this? I know that we've now opened up the multiverse, and that technically you've got two Lokis: a female Loki and 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 Loki in this main Loki from from 2012, mm-hmm. but. Do we actually? Does she now hear forth? Is she no longer a Loki? She's just Sylvie, yeah. the Enchantress. Mm-hmm. So you know, it'll be kind of curious. This is again, cannot wait for season two. Yeah. Um, but we see here, we see um, Sylvie push Loki through a a, a TVA portal. One of those mm-hmm. little uh, uh, what do they call them? Um, yeah, the portals. Uh, what are they called? But the, the little the, the temp pads. Yeah, the temp pad portal. Um, Sylvie then turns around, um, uses her en- her enchantment, moves he who remains desk away, and she is going in for the final blow. And you said earlier, Jr. And it's and it's true. When it comes to things like this, it's like that. And just as Syl- as Sylvie pushes Loki through the Tempad portal. And she then turns around and kills he who remains. At that very moment, everything has changed. And when we go back to the TVA, we're thinking, okay, I'm back here. I got to go find Mobius and tell him what's going on. Hmm. Sylvie looks out the window from this kind of sanctum sanctorum. She kind of collapses exhausted after she's killed Kang or hmm. he who remains. Um, and she looks out the window and holy crap. This this timeline has not just branched. Branches have branched, branches of branches of branch have branched. Mm-hmm. It is going crazy. This is worse than one of those like crazy Australian spider webs on a beach with those like yeah godzilla freaking spiders this is gone crap these are universes and timelines on top of timelines on top of timelines it's it's like watching um things fire inside of a brain almost kind of like yeah uh, yeah it's just nuts so we go back to the tva it seems normal mobius is talking to hunter c15 holy crap this universe is splintering blah 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 loki's running through the TVA for all time, always. Um, and 
Loki's running through the TVA trying to find Mobius. He finds Mobius. Things are going nuts. He goes, he explains what's going on. And Mobius turns to him and goes, who are you? Hmm. And it's like, uh-oh. And that's when you turn around and once were the three pillars of the time variant authorities, timekeeper statues st- stood, mm-hmm. now stands one statue. Yeah. And that statue is not yeah. a timekeeper. It is our friend here, Nathaniel Richards, a.k.a. I have to believe Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Um, yeah. To go back. Um, sorry, go to, back. No, it's to to go back in the Soviet combat too. Is that technically what the ultimate thing was for do was that she was going to be born as guardian in in whatever the timeline that if Loki said yes to because definitely they're going to be together. They're always going to be together, and I gotta fucking I gotta give him I gotta give him props. I gotta give um was majors props, man. Where he played that conniving dictator, I know everything type of person. Where after, like he had during the whole battle, and of course, and of course, the uh, the battle that ensued right between between Sylvie and Loki was basically Loki saying that wait though, like do we? I believe him. I believe him. Like the reason why I lie, and he and he lying, but then right there, I under I know that he's not lying. Like what happens if? What happens if we if we do kill him and we release something worse? Do you really want to take that risk? And Sylvie being Sylvie, and she's always had the one thing I can say about Sylvie's character is that she always had a one main focus goal was to basically um, kill the person who ruined her life. And in this essence, of course, it is he who remains. And during this whole fight, it was basically saying that, yeah, like there is no good choice in this. If we become, if we become the corporation, if we become the the organization, the government, right? We can possibly change it for our hands. Maybe, maybe, hopefully, make it better. But if we kill him, what then happens? He, if he's holding, if he's the one holding back the tides, and we kill the guy who was holding back the tides, because of like because of everything he instilled in order for us to not see the fucking tsunami. What's gonna happen then? And I oh mean, just there's so many allegorical like, like examples. There's so many freaking like awesome things I thought they would never touch, right? And just in this essence, they taught they touched about dictators, right? Yeah, like yeah. in revolutions and all that stuff. Like, all right, cool. A revolution happens because they think that someone is taking away certain certain amounts of freedom. But what then? Uh, but what in that case then is that dictator holding back, quote unquote? Yeah. Right. So that was a crazy freaking scenario that they had, man. Just it was so multifaceted just in this last episode, man. And just the whole the whole thing from Majors, man, was freaking awesome. He didn't he yeah. did not he was not scared one bit. He was very, very enchanted by the whole freaking fight. And even his last lines, right? When Sylvie plunged that dagger into his chest, goes, he smiles and goes, I'll see you soon. He dies there. Now, like, this, this, yeah, this, no, we mentioned before that in the chamber mm-hmm. um, with Loki, Sylvie, and, and He Who Remains, mm-hmm. um, there was all 
um, kinds uh, in his costume, Jonathan Major's costume that he's sitting there um, wearing um, is um, different versions of the characters that Nathaniel Richards plays. But for the most part, he was kind of immortus a little bit and and a yep. little bit he who remains. But when Loki goes back to the TVA and he fun, runs into Mobius and runs into Hunter C-15, um, and he's confused because Mobius doesn't recognize him. He's asking, who are you? Are you an analyst? He doesn't even recognize him as a Loki, by the way, which also I just after watching this now the third time is um, – is there now not a, I mean, does, is there no Loki? Is there no Prince of Asgard? Is there no God of mischief in this new timeline? Only time will tell. Um, but, but Stop when Loki, it. when Loki turns around and sees the, where that statue stood and there stands Nathaniel Richards um, for a lot. Well, the Jonathan Majors is okay. yeah yeah Jonathan Majors character he is very much in what Jr has again if you're watching the YouTube channel yeah um very much the Kang the Conqueror costume without the helmet though no helmet but the yeah. the, the 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 costume the kind of guard around his yeah. neck um so the new head of the TVA could very well be. Hang the conqueror. So I, I will say too is that it's I, I feel that there won't be any more not the not not that there won't be more Loki's. I feel like there will be way more Loki's. Because the thing about uh yeah, I had a comment about when you said that everything is branching off. Yeah, absolutely. The main timeline specifically is still there, but good God is everything branching off to whole like into so many directions. And this is the one thing that I loved about this because like I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of like like that's super like high, like high effort thinking of like what is identities and what is true existence and all that stuff, right? With the universe and all that and explaining, trying to explain stuff right there. If there is a infinite amount, right? If supposedly, right? If the universe is still ever expanding, right? Beyond, if, like it's infinitely expanding, then that would mean that in this case too, when, it, when you bring that understanding into the MCU and the timeline, there is an infinite amount of timelines. Yep. There is, it will never be an end of a number of timelines. It will just constantly exist and exist and exist and exist. In that case, in that, and in that case, that means there's going to be way more Lokis, too many damn Lokis. And for me, I'm hoping this is a good segue. Are you saying, oh. are you saying something like a question? Hmm. Like, like, what if? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did the stupid for those, button for, click. <laughs> for, for those who did not just see what happened, if you're again, if you're watching YouTube video, the second he said "what if," he's changed his freaking freaking background to "what if." And so, the reason why I say that is because because of this infinite amount of possibilities and timeline branchings, we have a continuation of this ideology, whom which I thought. That the what if series, right? When they first announced, it's like, ah, oh, cool. It's gonna be some some small, you know, you know, send off type of thing where it's gonna be a nod to all the old school what if uh, series that happened in Marvel in like I think what the early late seventies, the early eighties. 
right? In that time? Oh, well, no, I think the, uh, I'll look it up, but I think the first volume of What If took place like in the 70s, maybe even the 60s. Yeah, okay. So now, because of the branching of the timelines that Sylvie has unleashed upon existence, we have What If. Now, of course. Now, so uh, let me just get started, guys. We had What If, um, the, the What If trailer did drop last week yes we that was an awesome amazing trailer man I, i'm pretty sure 1977 october of 1977 was what if volume one issue so, one late 70s to the mid 80s to the mid 80s actually i think it's still going on now right i had they just haven't been doing it uh, every once in a while yeah yeah um so yeah volume one uh issue one um was yeah started in february sorry february of 1977 47 issues ran in um, uh, that first volume of What If ran all the way to 1984. Mm. And the very first What If, can you guess? No. What if Spider-Man joined Fantastic Four? Fantastic Four. Maybe there's a little something to that. I don't know. Uh, and of course, uh, working on that project, the artwork on that project, George Maybe. Perez. Roger oh, Perez. George yeah. Perez. Legend. I met, I've met George Perez. Yeah. Um, oh, he's so super cool guy. Yeah. But yeah, like Jared said, what if we were all under the impression this was going to be a fun animated project for Marvel Studios to branch out? Um, and it was just going to be that it was just going to be fun. It was going to be yeah. exactly what the comic books was because really, even though what if introduced the multiverse, it did not, it wasn't really taken seriously. Yeah. Um, and what ifs were just that what if Spider-Man joined the fantastic four, it was just that, okay, just tell a silly story and whatever. That's what, what if was going to be, what if yeah. Peggy Carter took the super soldier serum and not Steve Rogers what if Howard Stark created the Iron Man suit decades before his son Tony did? What if what uh, if what if Jane Foster became Thor? Became Thor, exactly. So just we thought it was going to be just that. Yeah. Now we're understanding that it's a possibility that this show that airs on Disney Plus beginning August 11th, which by the way that also will be our next uh, bonus episodes will be yep. what if um, we're going to see the multiverse explained to us in the in in animated form on yep. August 11th. We don't have to wait for Spider-Man: No Way Home. We don't have to wait for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Hell, we don't have to wait. We don't have to wait for Shang Chi and the Eternals. We're going to get the multiverse in less than three weeks. Yeah, or, or sorry, less than four weeks. So yep. that's the way it was explained to me. Is what if is an animated form of of what if, okay, what if this happened, but it is, we are seeing, like JR mentioned, the infinite expansion of the multiverse. Um, And I will say this though, going back to that final scene where Sylvie is looking out uh, of the Citadel into the sacred timeline and it's branching off. My wife had a great line and and it wasn't her being trying to be punny. It was just looking and just having a natural reaction and it just, it does tie into what I just said. She looks at it. She's like, wow, look at the multiverse of madness. And I went, bingo. 
Feige, genius. Like that's why, because it's just, it's just, it was madness. It's what it is. It's just stuff going everywhere. And why not have an animated universe? And we've already seen it, Jerry. You mentioned some of your favorite stories from the 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 Skywalker saga in Star Wars has come from the Clone Wars and Rebels. And I, I assume you're enjoying Bad Batch. I've heard nothing but great things about Bad Batch. Why not have an animated bridge that connects uh, a, a storybook universe? Um, and, and maybe that's what we're going to see with it. And it could very easily be end up being a one-off, a fun one-off. But it- here's the freaking thing. I don't know about. Okay, so from this point, for me, I, it's going to be a big assumption for me. Every everything from this point, what if is technically canon for me now. It's happened somewhere in the MCU timeline, right? Or it, the cool thing about what freaking of what uh, I, I told this to Kevin earlier in our conversation, we had a, we had a phone conversation, is that what this series did with Loki is that the branching of the timelines, right, that happened actually connected the, the MCU to the official Marvel timeline universe, right? Even though- The, main, the, the, to, the, the comic book- yeah, main the, the actual Earth six one six and the yeah. Marvel in the Marvel comic universe. They can now connect, quote unquote. Even though Kevin Feige has said that, yeah, the uh, uh, MCU is technically Earth, blah 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 blah. Right, one hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred nine. Yeah, we have that in visual order now. We it's actually technically now canon. It's canonized where where basically the branches will connect into all of the other branches of the Marvel of the Marvel universe. That's great. What does that mean? We get fucking Marvel zombies. And yep. guess what was one of the things we saw in What If? Marvel, Marvel zombies. Zombies. I forgot which I forgot which Earth that was. I think like Earth, blah, blah. I forgot what it was like X something. And dude, if that happens, all bets are off. Because the Earth zombies is insane. And they also in the in the uh Earth zombie in the MCU or no, the Marvel zombies. Uh, Earth, they actually went to the mainline six one six Earth, in the comics. which is what it seemed like in some of the trailers that we've seen is that we see main characters interacting with zombie versions, and we have now seen not only a zombie Cap, we have seen a zombie Stark, a, zo- a zombie Tony Stark. So uh, if you if you saw too, I don't know if you caught it, you saw a head, you saw someone's head inside of a glass jar talking. That's actually. That actually happened in the comic book. That's that's zombie Spider Man decapitated inside a jug inside a head. Oh, it's that, okay. It's it's Peter. It's not. It's not okay. Peter. Go back, guys. Well, the, the trailer's been posted on our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash PS Comics. I love you. You can find the What If trailer. And Jared mentioned there's a part where there's a severed head. A lot of people thought that was a Steve Rogers severed head. Okay, so it's Peter Parker. It's a Spider Man. In the in Marvel Zombies, right? Uh, in Marvel Zombies, it's a crazy story. It's zombie. It's zombie Parker. Zombie Parker, right? But the crate. Okay, so I I, I got you a little backstory. They somehow they semi have sentience instead of going crazy, right? Eating everybody, being zombies, cool. But then um, after they eat people, they have their conscience back, just for a little bit. Like Steve Rogers is still is still Steve Rogers, Captain uh freaking Iron Man is still Iron Man, and Peter is still Peter. He the second he gets his, his memories back, he cries and he's horrified that he ate his Aunt May. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's so horrified. He ate Aunt May and Mary Jane. Oh, yeah. that sucks. 
<laughs> so and so uh, uh, continuing the story uh in order to try to in order to try to fix uh this timeline they go to earth 616 uh reed richards try to help figure this shit out and guess what reed does figures the shit out but then in that same in that time frame uh zombie peter got his head chopped off put it into a was put into that little canister of water and his hunger was like he wasn't hungry anymore he he was capable he was trying to help out and so that's why you see a severed head. It might possibly be Steve Rogers because they might change it up. But it could, yeah. In Marvel, but it makes sense that it was a Peter Parker, though. In the comics, though, it was Peter Parker. I don't know if he could put Tom Holland's head in a cat in a in a jar in a glass jar, but to be honest, I'm gonna say. Here's the thing, Jar. It's not technically Tom Holland. I know. Is it Tom Holland? Mm. Okay. Mm. So, uh, guys. And actually, in the trailer, it almost kind of looks like uh, a young uh, uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah. But um, it, for those of you also who haven't seen the movie, uh, seen the trailer for or sorry, the, the, the poster for What If, again, mm-hmm. it does hint at, uh, uh, at um, obviously, Peggy Carter, which has been at the forefront of all the commercials and the trailers and, and mm-hmm. the teasers and stuff like that. Peggy Carter plays Captain Britain or Captain Carter, as she calls herself yeah. in this trailer. Um, she takes the super soldier serum. She becomes the super so, uh, becomes Captain America, but she's Captain Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also seen a bit of Steve Rogers um, in the, in a what looks like the Mach One Iron Man suit. Um, it's assumed that Howard creates this, and it's not the Iron Man. It's called the Hydra Stomper. That's what we've known now. The 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 the, the right. quote quote unquote um, Iron Man suit that you see in, that Steve that Steve Rogers young skinny small Steve Rogers is piloting is called a Hydra Stomper. So we have to assume that part of of the 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 Super Soldier storyline that we're going to see in Episode One. That's the only one that's confirmed. Yeah. We are going to see. Um, in episode one, we're going to see uh, Captain Carter. I think that's what they're calling it. Let me double check. Yeah. It's definitely, um, if I remember correctly, I don't know if there was a comic book of that because uh, Captain Carter was definitely um, in the comic. Yeah. No, it was just recently too, I think. Um, yeah. and, but then it did show that, yeah, Steve Rogers was skinny Steve Rogers and he was piloting an X, a, 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 a um, an Iron Man suit. I'll be right back, dude. The beers I just drank is, uh, tell me, to go <laughs> okay so, well we're gonna right you'll be right back we're gonna just kind of kind of start to wrap this things up and when jared comes we'll kind of put a little bow on it um so again what if august 11th check out the trailer it's on our facebook page we were going to do it kind of watch along here and do a, a little uh um reaction video to it but just we don't want to gamble with with our technical difficulties last time as we bring this uh this episode to close um super excited about what if um, I, I, I just so much about it. I can't wait to break this down again, August 11th on Disney plus. Um, so we'll, we'll check that out. I, I will say that one of the things I'm cool about, I'm a huge Jeffrey Wright fan. Um, and, and I know him from the, uh, James Bond films. Um, he plays the, uh, attache to, uh, MI6, uh, from the CIA, um, as he refers to himself, I'm the, I'm your friend or I'm your, um, yeah, I'm your your brother from Langley, as he calls himself. Um, but Jeffrey Wright is a fantastic actor. 
And um, I really look forward to seeing him in, uh, in this role as uh, uh, the watcher. And um, yeah, just uh, super excited. They didn't just refer to him the watcher. They didn't even call him the Uatu. Um, but yeah, super excited to see Jeffrey Wright take on this role. I hope that this leads into more and that they actually bring Jeffrey Wright into the live action oh, yeah. MCU as you ought to. Uh, um, now we have technically, for those of you who are, are keeping track of home, we technically have already seen the watchers mm-hmm. um, uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They were just referred to as that. They were just referred to as the watchers in Guardians two. of the Galaxy Volume 2. No characters were specifically named because they couldn't. Um, mm-hmm. Uatu was owned by Fox. That, that character was was owned by Fox. And so they were on loan to, um, to Fox. Get this. The mm-hmm. Watchers were traded to Marvel, or on, I'm sorry, on loan to Marvel for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, that one, that one scene with Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Can you name the character that Marvel had to give Fox in exchange? You'll never guess it because it's such a, a it's a character you know. No, it's a, uh, it's a is, main character. It's is 2018, right? The GOTG came out in what 2018? Uh, I can't remember. This uh, character that they traded for has appeared appeared in two Fox films. Good character too. It's a fun character. Negasonic Teenage Warhead was not owned by Fox. It was owned by Marvel Studios. They gave it to loan to Fox. I was thinking about Deadpool too. So that they could use uh, the Watchers. But the the caveat was they could not name them. Now, the the Watchers that we saw, there are, I believe there's specifically three Watchers, correct? Yeah. Uatu is the main one, the one that's killed in Original Sin. And there's like... Yeah, there should be more yeah. actually, but, but yeah. I mean, they all have like the, there's there's they all have names and stuff like that. But yeah, um, real quick too, as we wrap things up, um, little, another fun little tidbit about uh, Loki episode six. What's that? I was about to say, uh, the actress who played Negasonic Teenage Warhead, Brianna Will Hildebrand, dude, she's awesome. Love I love her too. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, she's a, she was a fun watch. She's kind of slowed it down a little bit. She was a fun follow on social media. Mm. um but real quick two little little fun fact about loki episode six this was officially the first time that a character that was previously locked to fox Mm. was used in the marvel cinematic universe timeline Mm. so what does that mean okay nathaniel richards aka king the conqueror aka blah 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 blah. all of these characters were owned by Fox. They were part of the Fantastic Four package. Um, that's how it was labeled when they sold the rights to to Fox to use mm-hmm. for film. So, King the Conqueror, Nathaniel Richard, this character, even though he's he's called He Who Remains, mm-hmm. but this character that Jonathan Majors plays, all the different amalgamations, was previously unobtainable. Could not do this before the Fox merger, and this becomes the first post Fox merger exclusive character from fox to be used in the marvel cinematic universe now some of you are probably going well kevin didn't technically um what's his name uh uh play um pietro maximoff in wandavision played a version played his version of quicksilver in wandavision you are correct he did however 
Quicksilver was a character that was not was not locked. Marvel could have used Quicksilver whatever they wanted. Sure. Same with Fox could have used Wanda Maximoff, and they technically did, but she was upstairs and, and just yeah. There's all kinds of stuff, yeah. but yeah, the kind of cool Richards, uh, cool kind of cool stat that that Jonathan Majors plays the first previously Fox locked character in the Mar- the mainline Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe. So uh, I thought that was an interesting stat. There was actually um, one last tidbit, man. Now we're gonna, yes, sir. Uh, it might, that might be, this might be our last actually tidbit we're going to talk about here. And that was actually during the, um, <clears throat> that was during the report where Marvel is finally done with doing multi-deal, multi-movie contracts, man. And inevitably, if we, we talked about this quite heavily too on the previous um yeah, the previous recording, right? Episode 52. And we talked about like, dang, that's crazy. Like, how do you lock down a lot of these people, right? You're going to, I want to have Hayley yeah, Seinfeld to basically help carry the MCU. I want to have, I want to have, I want to see Elizabeth Olsen in more, way more movies, right? I want to see, you know, a lot of these actors and actresses be kind of just like, cool, here's money. Play this character for the next 10 years of your life, man. You get paid. Now, with the continuation and with the in re- now seeing the full effect of Loki season one coming to an end and the what if coming to be, how does this change? I'll tell you how. The freaking multiverse is open and it's wholesale from here. Mm-hmm. Hey, actor, actress, you know, budding actor, a verified actress, um, a Academy Award winning whoever you are, you don't want to be held down to multiple contracts to a movie for with us Marvel. We get that, we understand that. You want we just only want you if you're serious and you want to want you want to do something with this. Oh, you want to just play this one off character? Here you go. Here's your own freaking universe to do this particular I don't know yeah. movie episode short story whatever. Hey, Cable. Mm-hmm. You want to play Cable again? You want to play? Uh, you want to play a, uh, a certain Cable character in this version of uh, the Age of Apocalypse? Here you go. Just play a one-off. Hey, how do you bring in? X- how do you bring in Fantastic Four? How do you bring in X Men? How do you bring in everything afterwards? How is Marvel going to do that? Oh wait. Loki did that by branching the fucking timelines. Yep. Everything is everything is on the board now. Nothing's yeah. off. Nothing's off limits. This is how crazy this is. The, the ramifications, I'm pretty sure I said that earlier in this episode. The ramifications of what Loki did on a world-building view of how you can introduce multiple characters, multiple storylines, multiple uh bring in so many actors and actresses bringing one-offs, bringing multiple directors. Hey, director, so-and-so, so-and-so. We want to give you a test run. Hey, Taika Waititi, we want to give you a test run. Do this episode for us, and we'll see if you like it or not to give you a bigger freaking deal. Yeah. How is this not, for me, the greatest fucking thing that happened? Well, in the sense of, like, uh, story building, in the sense of, like, you know, comics and just the overall, like, longevity of our product and just just overall like excitement man like 
they can build so many freaking stories of what if. They can build so much with the multiverse if it's long-lasting. We can have quite possibly when when uh, ultimately if either Sony okays it or or inevitably Marvel buy, when Disney buys them out, we can have Miles Morales come into the news, come into the MCU and not oh, be weird. He technically already does. I know, but still though. It'd be interesting to see. We could have, we can legit have. Um, we can have. I forgot his name, dude. Oh my god, Killmonger. Michael Eric B. Killmonger. Jordan. Yeah. We could have Michael B. Jordan come in as Killmonger, and then legit and logically have him come in again as Johnny Storm. As Johnny Storm. And the same because, thing with Chris Evans. And same thing, with Chris Evans, because the multiverse does that. The second you open up, you open up this can of worms. Everything is on the table. There's nothing off limits, because with the with the concept of infinity and the concept of time, everything has already happened, and will continue to happen, and will continue to happen, and will continue to happen. So everything is is on. Like, oh my, I'm so excited. The amount of stories that can be told, man. Just imagine you think that, you know, you would have, we could have a, uh, we could have an old man Hawkeye, or old man Loken, or whatever have you uh, during, um, during the, um, the events or during the universe, old man Logan, right? Yeah. Where Hulk went freak or Bruce Banner went super crazy, super incestuous with a head and had sex with She-Hulk and they made, and they had like six to seven, Hulk kids were Hulklings, <laughs> Hulklings, yeah, basically. And that old man, old man Logan, and I think Hawkeye had to kill all of them. Mm. It's an that would be insane to see, man. That is, you can do that now because of the multiverse. Well, we'll have to wait and see. We do know this, uh, like you said, oh Loki gosh. will get a second season. That was kind of we kind of knew that going into yeah. this season because it was the only show that was labeled to be season one, episode one. Uh, so yeah, there's that. And, um, obviously we have what if starting August 11th, I think from here on out, it, it's, it's all bets are off. And, um, like I said, next stop, what if we, we got to get Hawkeye sometime this year, we're going to get, um, uh, Shang-Chi we're going to get, which by the way, spoiler alert, if you've seen the latest Shang-Chi trailer, it is also confirmed that yes, if what you saw at the end of that trailer is truly the abomination and it is, it is Wong. Um, so played by Benedict, yeah. uh, Benedict Wong. Um, yep. so dude, it's, it's, it's on like Donkey Kong right now. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to get crazy. The Eternals comes out in, in November yeah. and then we get uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And then Bro, we, we just found a possible way of rehashing old characters without, a, without a reboot. Is Don Cheadle's ro- roadie really roadie prime so mm. we guess we will have to find out which, by the way congratulations to don Cheadle for getting uh for doing minutes? five minutes five minutes of work minutes? it's given the benefit of the doubt doing five minutes of work and got himself an emmy nomination and he didn't even know about it he slept through it oh um, my gosh man he literally right. woke up and um and found out that he had done which by the way too let's you know what i'm gonna do this a little shout out yeah. um i i can't think of her name real quick um let me let me find it real quick. Uh, she's a friend of the show, friend uh, friend to all of us, um, is uh, 
Janisha Adams Ginyard uh, of Cathedral City here in the desert. Um, oh, yeah. Nominated. Nominated. This is the first year they're doing this for television. They are nominating individual stunt people yeah. for their work on projects. And Janisha got nominated. Was not for any of her Marvel work, she, mm. but uh, she got nominated for another show that she works on. But she did work on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. um, and she is also working on other Marvel projects. She is going to be working on Black Panther, Wakanda yeah. Forever. Yeah. So congratulations to her. She, yeah. again, had completely forgotten yeah. that they were doing it. And she slept through the nominations. She's also in uh, what's the, the, um, the, the Disney Plus series as well. She'll be in that as well. The, the um, was it because they're doing a mini plus series with um with the with the with the Queen's Guard? Oh, the Dora Milaje? Yeah, Dora Milaje. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's another. Yeah, she's she's heavily involved with anything having to do with Dora Milaje. She's yeah. involved with because she is not only is she um um uh, an actual Dora Milaje member, she's yeah. also the stunt double for uh, Koye. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's freaking more props to her. And also one last uh, one last thing. Yep, we'll end on this. One last thing. Um, it is a dear friend of ours. Her birthday just happened. Ah, uh, yes. During turned the big, turned the big two o, Ate. Twenty years old again. Oh, 20 years old again. Yes. <laughs> again. Twenty years say, old again. The wink, one. The, the yeah. Wink, wink. The one. The only. The dragon lady herself. Chick. I'm just call her H. Chick H. Check One H. of the amazing owners, the face of Comic That's Asylum she's, here in Palm Desert, California. She's the owner. works for her. Q works for and, her. Yeah. Uh, she just came back from a, a, a long way to vacation with her hubby, Kuya. Uh, if you guys are watching, uh, thank, appreciate you guys. Love you guys so much. I hope you guys had fun in your in your trip, in that long way trip. And here's to another, uh, here's to another um, hitting 20 out there. So. Thank you very much, cheers, guys. Thank cheers to Q. Cheers or cheers, cheers to, 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 to Chick. And yeah. uh, guys, thank you so much for supporting us for season one. Uh, so much we got done. We will see you in about three or four weeks with mm -hmm. season two. Yeah. Man. And uh, guys, oh my gosh, just we can't wait. Thank as you, thank always, you, thank you, thank you. As always, thank you so much for supporting the show. And and we always like to end on this because we need more of it in this world. As always, peace. Peace. And don't forget to love yourself, guys.